Welcome to the UTG at Work podcast. I'm Deacon Mike Houghton. I'm the executive director of an apostolate called UTG at Work. Our mission is to help women and men joyfully live their faith and witness to Christ and the gospel in the workplace. I'm happy to be with you as we explore the Sunday gospel in ways that help people who work. You can find this podcast as well as helpful articles, videos, and other materials on our website, which is utgatwork.org. You can also subscribe to this podcast through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and other podcasting sites. This weekend, we celebrate the 31st Sunday in Ordinary Time, and our gospel is a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus spoke to the crowds and his disciples, saying, The scribes and Pharisees have taken their seat on the chair of Moses. Therefore, do and observe all things whatsoever they tell you, but do not follow their example. For they preach, but do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens hard to carry and lay them on people's shoulders, but they will not lift a finger to move them. All their works are performed to be seen. They widen their phylacteries and lengthen their tassels. They love places of honor at banquets, seats of honor in synagogues, greetings in marketplaces, and the salutation, Rabbi. As for you, do not be called Rabbi. You have but one teacher, and you are all brothers. Call no one on earth your father. You have but one father in heaven. Do not be called Master. You have but one Master, the Christ. The greatest among you must be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Humility is a trait that's not often found in leaders in the business world. In fact, if we were honest about it, pride, which is the opposite of humility, is a much more valued trait in a leader than humility because it's viewed as a sign of confidence and control. And so, when it's time to move someone up the corporate ladder, those who are humble are often overlooked, while those who are proud and even arrogant are often promoted to higher and higher levels of management. This isn't always a bad thing. There's a certain logic to it. Good leaders do need to be decisive and confident. After all, a business that's on the move is nimble and bold, and this requires a certain degree of confidence or even arrogance on the part of its leadership. But there's a misperception in this view that comes from a lack of understanding about what humility is. True humility isn't defined by underconfidence or weakness, as we often think of it. Perhaps the best definition that I've heard of humility is that humility is not about thinking less of yourself, but rather thinking of yourself less. Given this definition, it's quite possible for a great leader to be humble. A humble person can be decisive and creative in their leadership, while at the same time lacking in arrogance. Now, as much as I know this to be true, I confess that I have seen precious few examples of it in my secular career. And I also confess that many of the leaders I've known who are humble are in fact some of the weaker leaders. So I can understand why the perception exists that humble people are not good leaders in the business world. In today's gospel, Jesus talks about humility amongst leaders when he says, The greatest among you must be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. We can look at this statement from different perspectives. One is to say that Jesus was referring only to religious leaders because he begins this passage by talking about the scribes and the Pharisees. If we take this angle, then we can argue that he may not have intended this statement to be about leaders outside of the religious world. The other perspective is to say that Jesus was referring to the need for humility amongst all leaders, religious and secular. I believe that this is in fact the case, because the passage starts with Jesus addressing the crowds and his disciples, and not just the Pharisees. In my experience, 
I found that those men and women who were in fact great leaders and also humble, though admittedly not common, were the best and most beloved leaders of all. There's a term that's been bannered around for some time now to describe these types of leaders. Those great leaders who are humble are sometimes referred to as servant leaders, and the greatest of all servant leaders is Jesus Christ himself. We read in Philippians chapter 2, Do nothing out of selfishness or out of vainglory. Rather, humbly regard others as more important than yourselves, each looking out not for his own interests, but also everyone for those of others. Have among yourselves the same attitude that is also yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God something to be grasped. Rather, he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, coming in human likeness, and found human in appearance. He humbled himself, being obedient to death, even death on a cross. For as long as I can remember, I've been a serious student of leadership styles. I've always watched my direct supervisors and people in senior leadership positions at GM and in other companies as well to see how they lead. I confess that I had not heard the term servant leader until about 15 years ago or so. It was then that I discovered a book written by a former professor from Northwestern University named Robert Nuschel. Professor Nuschel, God rest his soul, passed away in 2004. The book he wrote was called, appropriately enough, The Servant Leader. Professor Nuschel found a way to put into words what I always believed to be true. He spoke about servant leadership as a way of leading people such that the leader sees his or her key role as supporting or even serving those who work for them. And he had concrete examples of successful leaders who employed servant leadership. Here are just a few examples of what he taught about servant leadership. He said, it's not the lot of the leader to be served, but rather his or her privilege to serve. He said, the mature leader has the following traits. A high flashpoint. A soft but strong and firm voice and rarely, if ever, needs to shout. Deep reserves of energy, mental and emotional maturity, an inner peace and calmness that fosters stability in the face of chaos. A well-managed ego, a keen sense of what really counts. What I saw in Professor Nuschel's description of the servant leader was not only a great model for leadership and business, but also a great description of what I know of Jesus Christ and how he led his apostles and disciples. And this was this was fascinating to me. Professor Nuschel was a man of great faith. He had also served in the military, and he was passionately devoted to his country. He was a successful consultant, and he understood that servant leadership is far more effective in the long run than any other method. There's quite a bit of evidence to support this claim. Just think about the leaders who have had the greatest impact on our world and compare them to this list of traits. Certainly, Jesus tops that list as his impact in the long run is far greater than anyone in history. But what about people like Martin Luther King and Mahatma Gandhi? They displayed many of these traits as well, and their impact is still being felt long after their deaths. The business world often looks at humility as a sign of weakness and of an inability to lead an organization forward, and they will argue that there is evidence of this and that weak leaders often fail in tough situations. I would argue that this is a fundamental misunderstanding of what it means to be humble. Being humble is not the same as being weak. No, true humility comes from seeing leadership as something that requires servitude. There was a former CEO of GM who had a plaque on his desk that said, I fear no man because I bow before the living God. This was most certainly not a display of weakness. It was a sign of the great strength that comes from being a disciple of the Lord and living as he taught us. At the Last Supper... Jesus, the greatest leader who ever lived, washed the feet of his apostles. 
This was a task that was reserved for servants. And when he was done, he said this, Do you realize what I have done for you? You call me teacher and master, and rightly so, for indeed I am. If I, therefore, the master and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash one another's feet. I have given you a model to follow, so that as I have done for you, you should also do. Amen, amen, I say to you, no slave is greater than his master, nor any messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you understand this, blessed are you if you do it. Now remember that he was speaking to his apostles, those whom he had handpicked to lead the church when he ascended into heaven. And what did he say to them? He said, if you understand this. He knew that an appreciation for this level of humility would not be easy for even his closest followers to understand. And if they struggled with it, certainly people will struggle with it all the more today. But that doesn't change the fact that he said, I have given you a model to follow. For those of you in leadership positions, take to heart the model given us by the greatest leader of all time. For those of you who are not in leadership positions, take time to thank the truly humble leaders that you have in your organization. They are often lonely and lacking in support for their style in the corporate world, and your words will probably mean quite a bit to them. May we all find the courage to be people who live as Jesus taught us, including living out his example of never being too proud to wash someone's feet. Thanks for joining me for this week's UTG at Work podcast. I look forward to meeting again next week. In the meantime, I encourage you to boldly live your faith in the workplace in the week ahead. I'll pray for your success, and I ask that you pray for the success of this UTG at Work apostolate. If you want to learn more about us, please visit utgatwork.org. Now go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life.